This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to your Making It Worse. We're here, we're queer, who cares? I'm Elliot Glazer. And I'm Brent Sullivan. And I'm H. Allen Scott. Textual healing. So I actually wanted to start things off uh, this week with a note. And, and surprisingly, this is not going to be about how Elliot is tragically unhinged. I have um, something on that. I have something on that. Oh, okay, good. No. good. I'm, glad, I'm glad to hear that. Um, but, uh, you know, we have received um, a number of complaints from our listeners about the creakiness mm. of my desk. And you might notice, like, for instance, when I lean on my desk, um, this well, hurts. when you're moving your desk. <laughs> well, it's when I'm leaning on my desk. Yeah. But it hurts. It hurts to hear. And as a result, I have decided to buy a new desk. Uh, I have decided, I've chosen the desk that I would like to purchase. Um, and there's good news and there's a couple rounds of, of bad news. Um, the good news <laughs> is I like the desk very much. Um, the bad news is it is $22,000. Mm. Um, okay. now I, I have decided, I obviously can't afford a desk that's $22,000. Um, so I've decided to start a GoFundMe page, uh, for our listeners to contribute to a desk that I can put in my room uh, on which I will record the podcast. Uh, I know it's been a really tough year for everyone listening. And this is important. But this, this is, is important. important. This is important. And I also yeah. think, you know, if you could think about like how much you could afford to give to something like this, is it 200 bucks, 300 bucks, just double it because this is a podcast that means so much to you. Mm -hmm. um, may, I, may I ask like what the awards were, I guess the rewards will be for certain tiers of donations? Not, Elliot, thank you oh, for yeah. asking. And I'm not interested at all in any rewards. Uh, I'm, not, oh. I'm, not, I'm not willing not, not, to Not give. for you, for, yeah. that, for the people for them, who donate. You don't care about giving them awards. No, that's what I'm saying. I'm giving them yeah. nothing. Oh, I'm giving okay. Them nothing. I'm Got asking it. that people- Well, the gift of your voice every uh, Thursday is their gift. Truly, that's that's how I feel feel too. And I yeah. will say the last thing I'll say: the other downside of the new desk is that it actually creaks as much as my current desk. Yeah. So yeah. that is something our <laughs> listeners should keep in mind: that they, of course, will be contributing to a new desk. However, it won't fix the problem of the yeah. noise. So, There's also oh, sort man, of like a conjuring thing that happens: that the tapping from mm -hmm. Brent's side actually goes over to Elliot and uh, my side. So today I will be featuring. There's <laughs> that's, that's this good. This is good. this is me today, guys. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, but until I get the new desk, I will do my best to not make uh, too much additional noise with my uh, creaky 
uh, flea market desk. Mm. <laughs> there was the earlier the earlier era of the show where I I, w- I had to um, politely ask you not to yawn audibly. <laughs> I literally I yawned. Oh yeah, there was well, one we time were... he yawned so loud. <laughs> I yawned, I yawned like twice, and yes, we recorded late at night. We we, did. we aren't all night late owls like night. Elliot Wexler Blazer. Late at night. We were, Three in a row. We record three yeah. in a row. No, it was, Brent, it was tired. Brent does. Yeah. Brent. Brent isn't early. He, he. He's. Yeah. He goes to bed early. I've texted uh, you at like one a.m. before, and there's been no response. Whereas I've texted Elliot before at like three a.m. and I got it like. Elliot is up. I swear to God, Elliot is up until four a.m. I get texts yeah. from Elliot. I'm like Elliot though. I don't sleep either. I don't sleep either. Well, the, and here's the crazy thing. I'll so I'll get a text from Elliot at like three a.m. Yeah. And and I write him back when I wake up, which recently has been around seven, seven thirty. And then he'll write back within 30 minutes. And I'm like, yeah. oh, my God, you sleep. <laughs> you sleep for like two hours. That's me. I don't I don't sleep a lot. Yeah. I mean, I sleep. I sleep yeah. for like six, maybe seven hours. Oh, see, I, I wish. usually sleep by one, one thirty. You I grab sleep life by the horns. I sleep mm-hmm. like five hours a night. That's my average. Yeah, that's not good. Oh my God. Yeah. Wow. I mean, that's I the way it's been more. since I, I was a kid. Look, if you can sustain mm. that, I would love nothing yeah. more. I usually have to, I usually need 12 to 13 uh, yeah. a night, and that doesn't include my nap. That doesn't wow. yeah. include I, I do take a, a nap every afternoon. Nap. I balance that out. I take about like a 45 minute hour nap every afternoon. That's right. Yeah. You have a oh, siesta. Lovely. Yeah. I'm just yeah. kidding. I don't need, so. I don't need 13 hours. Um, all right. <laughs> Should we get now, started? Why don't you start it? Yeah. Yes. Start us off. Okay. So this one is a bit weird this one's a bit complicated because it goes in like lots of different directions but basically Mm. the gap put out this shirt um that popped up at prides you know uh, called the lesbian avengers and it had sort of like a bomb logo and it's it's a logo based about on a real group it's a real group that existed in the early 90s it was started in the early 90s in new york city um, as a response to things happening in New York City and lesbians being overlooked oftentimes within queer right. history stories. At that time, it was mainly gay male history stories. And That's and good. so they the Gap put out this shirt with the logo on it. Well, old members of, of not they're not old, but like members of the group in the early 90s, the Lesbian Avengers um, got very angry. They were saying, they put out a statement saying, our lesbian history and movements are not for sale. And they were very angry that the gap yeah. would sort of, you know, commercialize this important group that did really important things. Specifically, um, one of their lasting legacies is the Dyke March, which is going into its 29th year. How it happens dare every you. single year. That's what it's called. Don't get angry at me. But it's called. And um, it famously had a very controversial moment in like three years ago, I think now, uh, where they kicked a member of an Israeli queer group out of the march because they had yeah. a flag, they had the Israeli flag mm-hmm. in the march okay. there. So that was a very controversial moment, but that's probably what the group is most commonly known for now, <laughs> um, or the Dykes, Dykes marches. Yeah, yeah, anyway, yeah. the group, the, the shirt was designed by Carrie Moyer. And Carrie, the, the the name of the whole Lesbian Avengers came from because of the show, The Avengers, Diane Rigg was sort of a lesbian icon from the Avengers. And right. so they named this group right, right. and they would go around doing lots of great things. Well, the person who was a lesbian Avenger, Carrie Moyer, who created the logo, sold the or, or licensed the logo to Gap to do it for $7,000, which I think she got, she could have gotten more money from that. I know, wow. $7,000, yes. sort of bonkers. And she, her thinking was that it would sort of get the word out about the Lesbian Avengers into sort of queer narratives and queer history by having it on a Gap shirt being sold for $34 at the Gap. And, yeah. and that was sort of her 
motive behind it but of course lesbian avengers old other members of lesbian avengers were like no yeah, this isn't members of the group, yeah. this isn't how it should go so the larger issue is sort of the commercialization of pride and how we find this balance between respecting queer stories and queer history and queer groups within history while at the same time you know using capitalist ventures to get the word out about inclusive pride issues and the, the the whole debate over this really sort of centered on like what direction is pride going in in terms of commercialization and also you know the big thing is like and the, at the new york times um article did a really great point at the end of pointing out that while like storefronts and everything are showing pride flags and it looks like there's a more accepting sort of nature of queer lifestyle in around the united states the FBI stats report that hate crimes against LGBTQ people hasn't changed much since the early 90s. Like the actual numbers have not changed drastically at all. So if there is a greater acceptance, it's not being reflected in hate crimes being reported to the FBI. So mm. it's a it's a yeah. it's an interesting conversation that this sort of shirt brought up. Yeah, I think it's interesting that too that it's like, you know, this is a this is sort of a um internal you know an internal symbol you know known for a specific moment in history um, especially mm -hmm. among lesbians and it's you know very odd to think that it was co-opted by the gap of all places for such little money but yeah. you know but at the same time like which i will say just to, just guess, to put it out there karen yeah. moyer donated the money the seven thousand she got to right. um, a lesbian oh, historical great. archives she donated so, to little affair i think she's yeah she uh-huh she's restarting little affair right? with seven thousand dollars yep. seven thousand dollars that's right uh -huh. um no i think it's just interesting that 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 you know I, I think you know above all else even if again this is how i feel about all this stuff with corporate pride but even if numbers aren't changing and even if hate crimes don't go down it's interesting to see that you know at, at its core the gap can elicit a conversation like this about mm -hmm. this teach us about mm -hmm. this without that even necessarily being their you know choice yeah. and the for their intention in the first place so yeah. i i guess i was actually i read the of course i did my homework and i read the article and i was taken aback i i look i respect people who don't want any kind of commercialization when it comes to any sort of movement and, and yeah. piece of the movement that they created. Um, I guess I was taken aback because uh, not the shirt didn't just have the logo of the group, which obviously most too. people wouldn't. It had the names of the founding members, yeah. correct, Alan? Yeah, on the back. Uh, yeah. On the back, on the back. And so to me, it was like, oh, this is this is actually informational. Yeah. And, yeah. and the fact that they had bought the rights to it, uh, to me, made it seem like this is kind of a Personally, I thought this was sort of a uh, an inappropriate response. Yeah. They played, you know, Gap for what you know, for better or worse, they still played the game legally, and they included a shirt that I personally deemed as respectful and mm -hmm. informing the public of a group that I had never heard of, and and certainly most people haven't. Mm -hmm. And so to oh. me, I thought, oh, you <laughs> son of a bitch! But to me, but to me, I thought the net, you know, there was a net positive out of all of that. Um, it's kind of a dance, and, though. Yeah. Don't you think like it's a bit of a it's a I, there is this sort of dance of holding corporations accountable so that they're doing this kind of thing all year long and they're benefiting, you know, lots of different groups. I mean, if they're if they're not just benefiting the groups that are commercially sort of successful for them, i.e. meaning white, gay and lesbian people, that's it. They're not having mm -hmm. if they're not having trans people front and center modeling their stuff, if they're not putting their money where their mouth is when it comes to 
Black Lives Matter, like things like that, that well, if they're like picking and said, choosing. Yeah, what? You've, you, like you've said about how, how yes, these, these brands might be, you know, show, might be sort of sh uh, uh, shilling corporate pride, but the real question is whether or not they're actually benefiting, like you mm -hmm. say, not just all year, but consistently, you know, reaching out to, you know, being ph philanthropic toward donations yeah. that actually change policy, mm -hmm. actually influence change. You know, it's, it's the same thing as like anti-racism. Well, um, anti it's like, as long as these people or places or businesses are actually pushing to yeah. actually change things, whether it is policy, you know, beyond just attitude, then that means they are actually doing the work. Whereas mm -hmm. some might say, oh, this is just like the gap, quote unquote, selling out in the way that not selling out but it to me it reeks of like 90s bands when one band would do a commercial and people would be like oh my god they're selling out and yeah. now everybody sells out mm. and i don't know how much it even matters anymore but well, it's, it's also it's selling the, out when yeah the queer perspective on it just 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 in terms of the queer benefits how the queer people benefit from it and i think carrie moyer made a great point in that I think Carrie Moyer also is of the school of like, there shouldn't be a commercialization of pride. It needs to be about the founding groups and the people and the people who are, who make up why pride exists in the first place, meaning queer people. That said, how do queer people hone the commercialization of pride to not only tell their stories to a larger audience because the gap is a, is a, is a big loudspeaker for a lot of people to know about something that they wouldn't normally know about and, and, and to use it so that it gets the word out while at the same time maintains and benefits the people who originally started the group or who are a part of the group. Mm, yeah. Mm. It, it is kind of funny. I, it, it's not lost on me, the irony mm. that like our world, our world is becoming commercialized. And I don't mean yeah. that in like a liberal arts Oberlin college. I, I mean, quite literally everyone uses an app called Instagram in which if you have more than 5,000 followers, someone somewhere has, is paying you to subvertly eat an Auntie Anne's pretzel when yeah. you're yeah. when you're making a story about like whatever dumb shit you're doing that day and mm -hmm. you get like whatever whatever however much money they make um but like it's just it's kind of absurd to me to be totally honest with you in our society to kind of pick and choose when it's yeah. okay for for companies to commandeer you know the space uh, in that we're looking at yeah. and i also i mean i would also play devil's advocate i definitely hear both the points you're making of course mm -hmm. but i would play devil's advocate and i I, or I, would, I should say further the point that you're making alan which is the gap has a uh the potential to bring awareness to the project mm -hmm. to the historical ramifications of that group to more people by far than anything that than them putting out a shirt any, uh, yeah than them putting out a shirt or anything yeah. else so so it's like drag race in a lot of ways it's I like it. It, go ahead elliot i was gonna say that all being said when's the last time you went to the gap yeah i know we, every time we pass it in the mall we're like when do we go to the gap? Ooh, Although, ooh. They make great denim jackets. Oh, uh, that's I actually, true. I mostly shop at Old Navy. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's, that's oh. fine. Oh, <laughs> Alan, your face. I'm surprised. I'm actually, I'm actually, I'm not even going to make my point about Drag Race. I'm just okay. going to be grossed out by an Old Navy. Oh my God. I only buy my shirts at Aeropostal. <laughs> Arizona Jean Company. Cotton On, which I'm obsessed Osh, with. Osh, Buck Osh. is Cotton On.
Yeah, I've walked past that store in the mall and been like, what is this? I love, yeah, I I love you know, seeing in the mall that, like stores that are so archaic and yet somehow still survive. I literally am like, I don't understand what cotton on is. I don't understand I how Aeropostale <laughs> has been in business since 1999. Who yeah. starts with one line on them? They have yeah. good little uh, flip-flops. <laughs> I'm just baffled into silence. Not even joking. We're here with Brooke Van Poplin and Andrea Wallace, co-hosts of the podcast Sidework. Hi, guys. Hi. Hello. Bow, 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 bow. You guys are veteran waitresses, <laughs> hey and your your podcast is all about the service industry. That's correct. Yeah. So correct. Mm. Can I get you and I, 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 I remember, uh, Brooke, you, I think, messaged me to do the podcast. Not trying to brag. I don't think she messaged Elliot or Alan to do the I podcast. I did it. Thank you very much. Me too. Thank uh, you. Well, I'm pretty sure she messaged me first because this was quite a while ago. Uh, but I've, I have never yeah. been on anything in the service industry. Never? Yeah, I, I remember finding surprised? that out. No, I, I kind of wasn't, I was like, <laughs> I'm not oh, fully yeah, surprised. Yeah. I'm not, yeah, now I think of it, I, I think Brent would probably be a horrible service. You'd no offense, first no to, offense. Like, the first person but, to spit in somebody's food. Yeah, you probably would get angry real quick. <laughs> and that's exactly the problem. I, I literally, when I watch someone order and if they aren't deferential and respectful, yeah. I become enraged. Yeah. And like, I can't imagine what it would be like if I was actually their server and they're like, get me some ranch or something. And, and like, you gotta go like fetch ranch in the kitchen. And like, it just seems like a nightmare, but- how so did you guys come up with the idea yeah, of this podcast? This like, it's such an interesting podcast. I mean, we really? we just wanted to do we wanted to do something that like we could relate to, and I we had kind of had like a run. We kind of we had like a witchy podcast we were doing for a minute. Mm -hmm. Like, what if you drop two Midwest basic bitches in LA and they have to learn how to become witches? <laughs> like, that was their idea. For it. it was so it was so heavy on premise, and we have no experience, so it fell apart so fast. And then we were like, what do we know? Really oh, we funny. know the world of restaurants. We waited tables together. We've done it forever. Like, we mm -hmm. embrace yeah. it. Let's talk about what we know. And, like, you can, you know, share stories with people. And that's really what it's become. I mean, people send yeah. in their stories and tell us the yeah. horrible and sometimes amazing things that have happened to them. And, like, everybody can yeah. relate to it. Yeah, so many people have had jobs in the service industry, myself and Alan, you too, right? Yeah, yeah. I worked at movie theaters. It was a little bit different of a service industry job, but, but there still was like a food oh, element yes. of serving people and cleaning yeah, Brent, up after at, people. And Brent, you worked at a bank. I mean, in I was a, yeah, I was a bank teller. Uh, yeah. And you have a button where you that, can call the police. Counts. If you have a button where you can call the police, it's not service industry. I'm sorry. Right. <laughs> I don't know. I I think That's that Brent's really like I think his like his desire for political justice to get out there and like share his message with the world is almost like getting the world aside of ranch in a weird fucked up way. Yeah. I, think so. I think you're right. I think you're right. Bro, Wait, what I mean, kind bro, of jobs did you, yes. you guys? You were waitresses, right? Like, did you enjoy being waitresses? Like, what was that? I could not imagine being a waiter or a waitress. Like, that was that was too much for me. Like, you know, we've talked about it where I was just like, I don't know if I'm ready to run with the big kids. I think these people smoke <laughs> and they're kind of yeah. fast, you know, run with that yeah. fast crowd. And, yeah. uh, but I quickly realized, uh, you know, I'm not cut out for anything in an office. I, you cannot make me behave. Same. It, it's just yeah. impossible. I was desperate for money. And I forget if it was you, Andrea, or one of our friends was like, 
oh yeah, here's like a temp agency or whatever. And I was like, okay. And like I, everyone was like, what is this street rat doing in our office right now? <laughs> and like, yeah. I didn't own a single piece of clothing that didn't have like a tear or a stain. Yeah. Or, Cause it's like, yeah. all I was doing was waiting tables and or comedy. Like I am completely yeah. feral. And I dropped the F-bomb. I picked up the phone and, like, the, the <laughs> like head, like, the the company owner's wife. It was, and I was like, hello. <laughs> when you're supposed yeah, to yeah, be yeah, like, right, right. what do you want? And uh, yeah. I got a call back, you know, that they're like, that was the CEO's wife. And I was like, I don't care. And I, they're like, I was like, yeah. oh, okay. <laughs> it's just, that it's more so my funny. demeanor. And, you know, and I think to answer that question, it's like, you love it until you don't, but you can mm -hmm. rekindle your love mm -hmm. for it. But it really comes down to whether or not you had a super toxic work environment. Right. And then there yeah. are there are some that are just a dream. So yeah. Doesn't it feel yeah. like I mean, I feel like I mean, I've done a little, you know, waiting tables myself, a little bartending mm -hmm. myself. Whoa. You did bartending? No, you didn't. Uh, I don't I had let, to me, let me let me let me let me let me uh, rephrase that juice bartending oh. okay All right. i mean that's almost worse <laughs> it, is. Yeah. it is it is but it was it is such a it's such a it, it does feel like a very tribal um pursuit and that it yeah. of course the, of course side work is a it, you know has a loyal devoted audience because so many people who have done it even for a little bit a little period of time mm -hmm. there's just such a um such a I have to say like a class divide between the waiters and waitresses and servers and the customers. Well, yeah. it's, and it's, it's so easy. Yeah. Those who it's serve. It's so easy to forget. Yeah. Those who serve and those who get things brought to them. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's wild. And, and uh, yeah, I, I, yeah. And so I just, I, I, I've, I feel like between you guys, but also other friends who have worked in the service industry as well, you know, there is like, it's like there's like war stories you have to oh, yeah. the things that go on are just insane it's, and they are they feel like maybe they are functional in some capacities but the, the stories that i hear feel deeply dysfunctional tell us about like either your personal favorite or like one of the ones you've heard on your podcast like one of the craziest war stories that you've heard within the okay industry. all right so we we get these ongoing stories from this person who used to manage an applebee's um, basically. And he <laughs> has this store. I mean, uh, so many, one specifically of, um, there being a bar next door and they, they thought there was like, there's like this drunk biker asleep in the bushes who he thought was dead. And once they, he was like, I'm going to call the cops. Are you alive? Got up and like punched the manager square in the face and like ran away. He bit him oh, too. He wow. bit him. And he said, he said no cops and ran <laughs> And then he basically like threw his keys at like the closing server and was like, I have to go get a tetanus shot now. You have to close up. Um, yeah. The same place, there was a server <laughs> who. Turn off the ice yeah, cream machine. Sure. <laughs> the same Applebee's, there was a server who was waiting tables and they both were like having sex with the same dude. And no, she was waiting. Oh. No, no, no. She was waiting on a customer. Right. Who the customer was talking about her man and then the waiter's oh. like that's my man got that's it. how that went oh, down got it. and so instead of doing what anyone would do which you'd think like you know get into cussing out she went back to the silverware caddy and got one of the big ass like steak knives and then came over and stabbed the girl's hand to the table 
Yes! And, oh my shit. god! And then I love that girl. The was like, I know, I know, I'll be in the office. Like that's what she said. <laughs> Meanwhile, the paramedics, the office? yeah, like the back manager office where you go. No, I mean like you mean j the jail? Yes, yes. <laughs> jail. The safe room. The office. He's like, oh, no, 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 no. Wow. There's no. There's no. Um, you're fired. There's you're not no. Not getting like, docked. Yeah, yeah you. you're right. Yeah. yeah. Ed, but yeah. the uh, the girl. The story is oh, so right. The paramedics come, and to prevent nerve damage, they just had to cut, cut the table. a huge chunk of uh. the Applebee's table out and take her to the hospital <laughs> that way to keep the hand intact. And oh. then she didn't press charges because, to be fair, she tried to shoot that girl <clears throat> earlier. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Oh, yeah. naturally. Wow. Yeah, this is all at Applebee's. All, all huh. the same, Abnormally all the same trashy. Applebee's, the same person. I applied to work yeah, at an yeah. Applebee's in high school. Didn't get hired. Didn't um, I am just, probably for the best I am for now. the pepper yeah. this one in, too, that there was a server submitted story we got once about uh, a restaurant where, like, a woman, like, went into the bathroom. When she came out, she had dye in her hair and sat and, like, oh. ate with a dye in her hair and then went to go into the Oof. bathroom to rinse it out. And they were like, no, <laughs> no, 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 you can't rinse. And they were, and she no. was like, I'm never coming back here again. How dare you not let me do this? So yeah. these are real yeah. things that are happening out there I in the world. I feel like the sharing, like, sort of what Elliot was talking about before, I remember I, I smoked for years. One of the things that I loved about smoking is, like, whenever you're in a situation, you can always – figure out who the smokers are and who you're going to go outside with. And it's sort of like this communal yeah. like language that you have with smokers and in, in the smoking section or whatever. Like, I feel like it's the same with servers in that at parties and stuff, you can tell kind of when you connect with another person who has waited before, and then you start telling the stories and oh, you yeah. start mm -hmm. sharing the craziness sure. and all the things like, do you get, do you find that, I mean, either you guys or your listeners, like, do, do you get off on even just sharing these horror stories? Because yeah. it's kind of fun. People have been dying for a platform um, <laughs> because other than us, we're one of the f handful of audio versions of Airing Our Grievances, but it is so mm. popular on TikTok and Instagram. Reddit, I'm sure. Yeah. It's yeah. just like a million followers after some of these really great accounts that just talk server language, just shit that only servers get. And then they all like tag each other. And I mean, we're just like, wow, there's, I think we're also just feeling more than ever in the past year, like a total uprising because servers were, con you know, it's like, well, which is it? Are they garbage and useless people? Right. Who, or essential should, workers. Right. Like who should go to college if they didn't want to work a shitty job or now they're frontline heroes because you want right. a salad. Right. Like, fuck <laughs> but now they're oh. deadbeats again because they don't want to go back to work, you know? So it's right. Really right. 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 Yeah. Right. So I, yeah, I, I remember uh, I did a show in Ann Arbor way back in the day at a, at a bar called he the Heidelberg. And uh, this was, I didn't know this before I started doing the show, but uh, the show was Tuesday nights at 10 o'clock at night. So it was actually fairly, and usually it didn't even start until 11. So it was a fairly late show. And the only people who came were servers uh, who were working on Main Street, which is a very busy mm -hmm. restaurant area in Ann Arbor. And they would come to the show and it, it like, I didn't know until I started doing that show, but there, there's such a social culture, uh, drinking culture when it comes to being a server. It's almost like, like there was a guy who was a server. He was like in his fifties, he had been a dentist, like quit and like became a server. And like, he just went out every night of the week with his like 20 year old friends in Ann Arbor, Michigan. And I'm that sounds like kind so of like, that's fun. kind of my dream. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean uh, 
I think it's fair to say, Andrea, too, where we're like, can this podcast sustain itself? And it just doesn't run out of relatable. Yeah. I mean, we we go micro. It's like each episode is just one topic that we choose yeah, about yeah. the restaurant industry. But we've been there, done that with just, you know, the fact that like you sleep with everyone you work with. It's disgusting. Yeah. You end up, cr you know, getting yourself a nice little drinking and drug problem. Um, right. You know, you can't <laughs> you can't get out of the routine of, you know, of it's it's just it can be a really tough cycle where you're like, well, I get to sleep it off all day and I just have to yeah. make it into this shithole by four. And for yeah. some people, it can be really, really hard to pump the brakes and yeah. make a life and career change. Andrea successfully did it, though. Yeah. It's, it's really awesome. Right. I just kept on with comedy, which is all of those things on top of. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Yes. I mean, but, you know, I did go yeah. from one service industry into another. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? So I'm, I'm yeah. still, like, really in the thick of it. But I think that we also really showcase the other end of the spectrum where, like, this is the job that will, like, can also help you to get to the places that you really want to go at the same time. Yeah. 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 What is, what is, I mean, one of the things I think that a lot of people who either haven't done service industry stuff or who just don't understand the, the economy of service right. industry jobs, like how much can you make a living a real living mm -hmm. off of like waiting tables and stuff oh, like yeah. what that, that always sort of surprises career me. Raiders. Someone, career yeah, raiders. career raiders. It blows me away. What is that like? So can I just say real quickly that uh, one of our partner podcasts on our network that we created for service industry mm -hmm. people all hosted by service industry people. Um, but Danny and Marlon, they are both career waiters in Hollywood, Florida, and they're both homeowners, business owners. They go to work like wow. three days a week. Um, you know, they go. Sorry, you you broke up. They go to work what? They work like three to four days a week. Mm -hmm. They they just are senior and get the best sections <clears throat> and the best nights, and mm -hmm. they you know have time to pursue other things they love. They're excellent mm -hmm. podcasters, um, but yeah, they're like you're talking to two homeowners right now. Career, you know, career that's waiting. amazing. Yeah. Uh -huh. I yeah. love. Tell us more about the network too, because that's really awesome. That you yeah, guys we can have... get there whenever. I just I was like. I got to sprinkle no, no, in the it's fact no. that the market Because I also have a pitch. I Like I said in the Instagram, I have a pitch for a new podcast. I want to review everything at Disney, the service industry stuff at Disney. <laughs> I, mean, I want I want to talk about all the food. I want to talk about all really the restaurant good stuff. I want to really do all idea. of it. So that's that's going to come to you guys once okay, I have time. We'll produce it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so uh, let me also, well, oh, sorry. What were you going to say? Andrea? Oh, I was just going to say One Star Podcast Network. You know, that's, that's, yeah. that is it. You know, Brooke and I, I think for a long time, kind of like we're banging our heads on the desk and being like, what do we do? How do we like get ourselves out there? Mm -hmm. You know, and had the, um, Brooke got this amazing connection at, at, at a company that, that, you know, we are basically created our own podcast through. Um, and I think we want to represent as much as we can coming from the service industry side specifically like from the worker side but we you know and, and and get the word out there that like we have stories that are valuable that people should listen mm -hmm. to and yeah. there are so many good podcasts a friend our good friend our brandy's husband jason has a podcast on the network i mean there's so many good podcasts on the network so like yeah definitely go check it out jason has yeah. a podcast with us yeah it's like what are you doesn't he <laughs> yeah. Oh, doesn't he? I thought he was, or he was a guest on one. Yes. Oh, he was a guest on Sidework. Yeah. He's amazing. Oh, that's that's what I'm yeah, thinking. Yeah, yeah. Then. Yes. I, why did I think he and I talked about doing a food one once, which is why I've maybe. Oh, mistaking yeah. yourself <laughs> with us, and that's yes. odd. Yes, yeah, um, that's actually awesome. That's actually awesome. <laughs> 
I actually, I, I have a, I have a story about Jason specifically working in the oh. food industry. Jason was a manager of a bar mm. in like central Hollywood that for years I would periodically just drop by. Jameson's, of, oh, we call it out. Yes, oh, yes, that's right, right, right. I actually, I loved it because you could sit at a table and face the sidewalk and see the hundreds of people walking yeah. by per minute. He, of course, it wasn't his, you know, favorite job in the world, but he would always talk about like like the like like how intense the bar was and how like aggressive the clientele could be and, and all, he always had to call the police he, he yeah. was always getting hit and smacked and well i i was fights i was there one of the times i was there uh we were chatting and then like two minutes later i look over and someone punched him in the face <laughs> and like these bouncers had to like drag the guy away it wasn't a particularly hard punch for what it's worth i think Jason i loved their nachos <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Were they Irish nachos or just regular nachos? What's Irish nachos? Well, I don't know what that Irish is. Irish pubs have things called Irish nachos, which they'll just like throw some corned beef onto, maybe some sauerkraut, or maybe their waffle <laughs> fries instead of tortilla chips. I'm just saying, mm. you can really put a. Spot. I wouldn't want any of that. I don't yeah, want like, any of that. They have their Irish egg rolls. Just so, just, yeah. just, just work that out. Pick an international cuisine and make it nachos. You know, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. Well, uh, also, I was also going to ask, like, do you guys were talking about how you know of course the dark side of of being a waiter which is just shitty people but like are, like are there like stories that stick out in your head that were really like uplifting upworthy.com dare i say worthy i mean we could submit <laughs> some of this shit to upworthy i swear yeah. uh yeah for sure i mean because you know how you might be like fiercely protective of and supportive of a bar, a restaurant, or a coffee shop that you're like, this is my place. Yeah. I love them. I, mm -hmm. I cannot see them fail. Um, I feel like we saw fantastic stories once again of, you know, like how like when anyone gets sick because we have a fucking flawed infrastructure for yeah. health insurance that the community comes together and like pays for your open heart surgery. So yeah. it's the, the community has really come together when the government failed miserably mm -hmm. and really helped some restaurants stay afloat mm -hmm. or they pay kindness. We were just talking about this earlier. There's like a 75 year old um, Wendy's drive through worker. His name's like, like Joe and he'd worked mm -hmm. there for 15 years, like four days mm -hmm. a week. And the town just like loved him so much, heard that he was going through some sort of rough financial time. And they like all banded together and raised $10,000 for him. Oh and wow. Sweet, I love him. Wendy. And he like blew it all on Coke or yeah. whatever. Yeah, totally. <gasps> rent. <laughs> he probably went and paid rent. <laughs> oh, how dare you but, assume? That. Yeah, it's it's just of course, and I think that's what's really fun is people know that we aren't here. It's just it's not a nonstop shitting on customers fest. At first, yeah, you know. It was so fun to get it all off of our chests, um, but the truth is, there's so much just structural, structural problems. Yeah, yeah. Most restaurants, the conception of them, they were run by you know, <laughs> criminals. Most still are. Right. <laughs> it's yeah, right, just clueless, right. terrible, right. abusive people. Um, right. And so to see a reckoning sort of starting to come over the industry, Andrea, it's like we thought when the pandemic hit that we were fucked and that our podcast was over yeah mm. yeah and, and it actually got more relevant than more ever interesting yeah and more relative so um and just hearing people's stories like going through covid too but like you know going back to what brooke was saying like everybody agrees like that 
to 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 just I guess adhere by the rules of the fucked up restaurant system and what it is in general. Like we all go, mm-hmm. we all like like our server, we don't like our server. You know, we do a lot of mm-hmm. um, origin stories, and like the fact is that the tipping system in this country is built on formerly enslaved humans. You know. Yeah. Where, like, yeah. when emancipation happened and, like, people could go get jobs, all they could get were jobs that would tip, and they didn't get any hourly. So it was just, like, another form of oppression, you know? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. this is the system mm-hmm. that we still use to this day. And we don't question it. It's so fucked up, but we are now. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is really great. I mean, speaking of that, one of the things I think that is so recognizable against for, for most people is those Instagram or, or Twitter posts where someone, a server will post a picture of a receipt where they don't leave oh, a tip or they'll say, oh, oh, well, they'll say, the sorry, thing. I'm broke. Or what, what oh. was you going to say, Elliot? I was going to say my favorite is when somebody leaves them like a thousand dollar tip. Well, it's like, well, yeah. that's amazing. On the break. flip side, there's like two sides to it yeah. that go viral. There's one where it's like, here's a thousand dollars. There's another one where it's like, sorry, I'm broke or better service or something. Nothing infuriates me more when someone, I mean, and I think I talked about this on your podcast when I was on it, that like one of the first things that I recognized about my boyfriend, Michael, and what what I recognize in people in general is how they treat sort of people in service industry and how they tip and how how they interact with them. And if they look them in the eye when they give a drink and say, thank you. And like those kind of things are important as a human. Absolutely. It's like, how on the podcast do you guys react to like, those crazy posts of people just not tipping. Like, what, who are these assholes? Well, it's first of all, it's fun because you post it and it just, it's it's like throwing a rock at a beehive. Like, it gets everybody <laughs> in the comment section just like, rrr, rrr, you know, just all yeah. freaking out. <laughs> and then you get, you get, um, of course, the, um, oh shit, what's the term for just, just being contrary just because you can't sorry curmudgeon contrarian uh, yeah i get just being a contrarian or whatever where then Mm. it's usually like a 20 year old boy who's like it's not my fault that you don't Uh, have a good enough job i don't see why i have to pay you and they all say that and you're like see but this (sighs) is what this is what the system wants they want you to understand that we like these jobs that these jobs Mm. are amazing in the sense that like you can build your schedule however you want yeah, uh, mm-hmm. I have been able to live in every city I've ever dreamed of because I could work in a in a restaurant somewhere and mm-hmm. start a life for myself. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, just this whole looking down upon it thing. Uh, oh, God. But, yeah, it's like yeah. when you see that someone doesn't tip, it really does spur this. Um, the comments that are like, well, that's because you're incapable of having a nice job. So this is what you deserve. Then with a bunch of angry shit upon people like clapping yeah, back and yeah. being like no 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 you're absolutely wrong and you know because we have situations where people are like my owner of the restaurant has never once given any one of us a paycheck i've never filed taxes i don't know what the fuck is going on mm-hmm. it like completely yeah. disempowers folks in in a lot of ways too and you're taking advantage of and yeah so it's a mess i mean and i know andrea i'm like all geared up but trying to start the conversation about moving away from a tipped economy it's important yeah we should get rid of that but you have to understand that that is one of the most frightening things you can tell someone who's lived this way their whole life yep um and they're all like oh fuck you hell no like but it's and you're putting your trust in a company too that's going to pay you and give you wages and give you health insurance and all these things that you may not trust yeah again the managers and owners are crooks and so you're like of course they're not going to crunch numbers for me so it's not going to be easy because it's a very weaselly 
um, deeply problematic in this. Well, I, I guess, but it's I in guess, other countries. It but, other countries. But, but I guess my my problem, like, I guess my question is like, my understanding of the people who to who wait is that they bring home a lot of tips and cash. Obviously, when it comes time to do your taxes, you, you're everyone's a little bit creative. It's not easy to track. Uh -huh. I mean, and also you're working four six hour shifts. I mean, if you were making, yeah. look, let's be honest, waiters aren't going to make forty bucks an hour. If you were making 15, 20 bucks an hour as a waiter, I don't think there's any way you would make more uh, if you were getting an hourly wage than you know someone would on a busy night at Outback Steakhouse, dare I say. I mean, am I right or, or do you disagree? I don't know. Everybody has their own system. And some, even though there is going to be like, here in California, there's a minimum wage for servers and people top tip yeah, on right. top of it. So right. like right. you're getting right. more because of it. And I think that's yeah. you are getting twenty twenty five dollars an hour or, sometimes or in some more. places. Yeah, I mean we yeah. all fucking been out to eat in this town. Servers are making great money here, you know, for the most yeah. part. Yeah. If some of the places that we're going to, but this goes across the board where we're not just talking about like these high end places where we'll we'll fucking be like, sure, I'll pay seventeen dollars for a cocktail, what a, you know. But we're talking about yeah. like smaller <laughs> towns where like. There's TGIF, a small diner like, where people don't pay and you have yeah, a lot of like women right. specifically mm -hmm. like under the poverty line with some Tim's and yeah, yeah. drives, you know, and that's the yeah. true change that needs to happen. Now, I in my service mm -hmm. industry, now that I work in in the spa industry as an esthetician in California, when basically all the independent contractors a couple years ago across the board were dissolved, right? That's a no-no in this mm -hmm. state anymore. That also included me as someone who mm -hmm. was an independent contractor, paid my own taxes, had everything set up. All of a sudden, I'm an employee, and everything has to change. And yeah. what it came down to, as much as it pained me, and I was like, I'm going to lose fucking money. Like, this is crazy. you know. And I did yeah. in ways. But eventually, uh -huh. I, I made it back, and it's fine, and I'm fine with the system now, and do great but you have to think mm -hmm. about other people in your industry who are not getting a fair shake, who were who were yeah. legally yeah. getting fucked, you know? Yeah. And it's the same thing with so many other things in our country. Like, you know, when you're voting, you should think about who you're voting yeah. for. You're not just voting for yourself. You're voting for the people in your Absolutely. community. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So if we can yeah. if we can even the playing field for some folks, like I think it's okay. Just and then everything mm -hmm. will yeah. kind of rebuild from there and recalibrate, yeah. but it's not a terrible thing. It, it's not yeah. a terrible thing. And like as a server, we all do stupid server math where it's like, yeah, but like my Saturdays are my $300 night. And you're like, yeah, but your Monday yeah. lunch shift is $20. <laughs> right. And right. you always have the shits on that shift. Let's face it. You're hungover. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You have the shits. <laughs> and so it's, yeah. it's like, can, do we dare to have the concept of a budget and a yearly salary? It's, it's uh -huh. so lost on servers. Um, but it could actually provide stability that has stability, been yeah. a sustainable, unknown. livable wage. That's exactly. what we all and have we a have, right to. We advocate you know? for back of house. They have it so much fucking worse than servers mm -hmm. in a lot of ways, too, um, where they're there twice. They'll be on a shift for twice the amount of time we are. Yep. And there's and, and it, so it, it causes work like work rifts <laughs> between. Yeah the back of house and front of house yeah. where they they fucking right. despise us because they're like look at them waltzing in at 4 p.m and they're out of here at 10 yes i'm mm -hmm. pulling a 12-hour shift and i make seven dollars an hour um mm, and yeah. so and so again instead of us all banding together and saying hey we demand 
this whole system be, you know, fucking gets a redo. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, like I said, it's easier, like the government and the powers that be like it when we fight each other and forget about mm -hmm. that. They're the problem. Mm -hmm. and just yeah. like a cherry on top of all of this. <laughs> um, the base wage for a server hasn't changed since 1991 in the majority of the states Jesus. in this country. Designing women was on TV. $2.13 mm -hmm. an hour since 1991. Mm -hmm. And it hasn't changed in yeah. the majority of the states in this nation. That mm -hmm. is ridiculous. 1991. I mean, right. Brent Brent was 48 Give in 1991. Give me more. I know. Oh. Tell me what else was happening in 1991. I want to know more facts. Oh, you want to know more? I got it all. You got the yeah. Clarence Thomas moment. You got oh, so much. Right. Thelma and Louise that's came right. out. Silence of the Lambs. Jodie Foster oh, won her second oh Oscar. Oh, my God. <laughs> that actually was a little surreal. Well, guys, thank year. you so much for joining us. Where can people find your podcast and where can they find you on the internet? Oh, let's see. Well, you guys were Instagram is preferred. That's where we are present. <laughs> we completely forgot <laughs> we have a Twitter. Um, so at Sidework Podcast is Instagram. And yeah. um, you can find information about all our other podcasts and our network on our social media. Mm -hmm, that's great. Yeah. And our person. Well, thank you guys. This is great. Wait, yeah. Who yeah. are you? Can people follow you guys too? Because no. you're people who you have guys things can in follow the world. Me. No interest. <laughs> I mean, no, it's a yeah. I'm on I'm on Instagram at Brooke VP, like I'm mm. the vice president, but it's just because mm. my last name is Van Poplin. And what about you, Andrea? Oh, I'm uh, what am I always? There's an underscore. <laughs> <laughs> what are you? I'm at underscore Andrea underscore Wallace underscore. And there's a lot of that. <laughs> Sorry, we'll everybody. Tag we'll tag you. We'll, we'll tag you. <laughs> <laughs> Find me and then look up Andrea in my friends. I'm just saying, yeah. if we're yeah, going yeah. to do a show all about Disney and Disney food, like we all have to go together oh. and like do taste tests and like. Girl, I am going. I'm going this Sunday to Are Disney, you gonna so like I am go ready. Go check out the new food at the new Marvel campus. Is that what's? I have a whole plan, and in fact, I worked it into my Weight Watchers oh, plan. So girl. thank you. <laughs> well, so thank you guys. And another thing. So this is a little bit of old news, but I still think it's very funny. Um, Kid Rock. Oh, God. Uh, oh, right. <laughs> Kid Rock, the 90s, like, uh, rap, rock rapper, I guess. Uh, he was and sort uh, of like. Former boyfriend metal. of Cheryl Crow. I don't know oh. if they actually dated. I don't think they didn't actually they? dated. I think I they, they duetted did. and they, they did a duet that was fine, but I think they used that to then. They used the PR of them potentially dating to oh. fuel listens to the song. But mm. I actually don't think, I mean, I know Support she goes it. for like Lance Armstrong, who's kind of trashy, but she goes for I don't, yeah. I, the Republican felons. Yeah. <laughs> Oof. I don't know. She, I, don't, I hope she wouldn't go for Kid Rock because I, I respect her more than that. But mm -hmm. he probably is a big he, dick. I bet. He does. I think I knew, I knew, he, knew he does. But either way, <laughs> uh, he, he, he is, you know, I'm sort looking of up his naked nudes now. He's perennially disgusting, always was, always will be. Love yeah. Trump. He, he, he right. also teased running for mayor of or governor of Michigan. As at some Senate, point. I think. I think oh. he's teased running for Senate. Horrifying. Never changed his hair. But anyway, he's this, yeah. this, you know, now and forever just like the king of white trash. And he recently uh, has refused to apologize for, for using homophobic slurs at a concert in Tennessee where he said, fuck your iPhone. Yeah, you fucking faggots with your iPhones out. He was screaming at the audience. Um, 
And so, of course, this, you know, drew up some uh, some controversy. I mean, not much, but enough that I think it fuels an interesting conversation where he says that he can't be considered homophobic because he has gay friends. Um, and this also isn't the first time this happened to him in 2017 at a concert in Detroit. He actually launched into a rant over LGBTQ rights and said, why, why these days is everything so gay? Um, and he actually tweeted recently after this whole thing happened. If This is him writing in third third person if kid rock using the word faggot offends you good chance you are you good chance you are one either way i know he has a lot of love for his gay friends and i will have a talk with him have a nice day and he's i guess that's quoted by i mean he quoted he tweeted this but it was a quote by bob ritchie and i don't know who that is i think that's um, like his alter ego or something right oh gross oh gross. Don't know enough about I, I don't know i don't know maybe i mean i honestly know i'm from michigan You're but from i know michigan. nothing about kid rock well i guess the big question um, is can you can you like kid rock not be a homophobe while still using gay slurs and not being gay well one thing I can tell you is you cannot look up Kid Rock naked because a warning comes up mm. on Google that says so child sexual abuse imagery is illegal. So, Ooh, oh, okay. Uh, okay. So don't oh, do that, right, guys. right, right, right. <laughs> That's a very good one. Alan is now on, on a list somewhere. Apparently, because um, I'm looking for Republican dick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's actually really funny. You know, yeah. I, it's actually, I, I, you know, you guys have heard me uh, use the F word on our podcast before. And I personally uh, enjoy using it uh, in a reclamation mm -hmm. kind of way. But I, I also am like appalled when I hear someone who genuinely like uses it. Yeah. Um, but that's also so exceedingly rare at this point that um, I, I, I actually have to like take a moment to take stock into like, like what, yeah, what would quantify, like let's, let's suppose, I mean, I don't believe him that he has gay friends. Um, but let's suppose, like he does, like is that is he knows that, of well, gay uncle, uncle Uncle Cracker's infamously gay. I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> um, like, does that change the calculus? If like, let's say he did have no. like a no. large group no. of gay friends. No, no straight no, people no. should not be calling people. I mean, even I mean, it, again, it depends on the context. You know, the, mm. the the I think the difference between the word faggot and the N word specifically is that there isn't a long history of oppression based on the word faggot. You know what I mean? Like there isn't, and, and yeah, that, yeah. I mean, there is, but like not in the, to the same depth and, and historical relevance yeah. that, that the n-word yes. has and so part of me is like okay everyone chill out like this it is about the right. context and 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 kid rock saying it is very homophobic and if a straight person says it in a derogatory way it is very homophobic and i would venture to say most straight people should not be using the word faggot that said mm -hmm. i use it i use it often in my act i use it often in drag i use it amongst my friends i call you guys faggot. i mean i i am very casual mm -hmm. with the word mainly because i find sort of queer power in saying it because I am very much just being queer in public, in my act, in who I am, in my drag and everything. And, mm. and I find it to be almost like freeing in a way that I can do it and that straight people can't and that, and that yeah. I, I'm never using it in a necessarily a derogatory way. I'm always using it in sort of a, a I don't know. And, and just you're using it with the PH, so it's different. Yeah. PHAG. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But I also yeah, understand yeah. why some people, especially queer people, might be upset by it and by the use of it still. I get it. I mean, well, it's a controversial topic. And in context, you know, 
you, it obviously makes you think about like the N-word and, and Kid Rock yes. has actually said, he said on Stern, uh, I think years ago, that um, he always used the N-word and there's nothing wrong with it. And he and said it's because the black, the black people in his band said it was okay. But yeah. I remember Howard, Howard then pointed out that he pays those people, um, <laughs> which by the way, I, I don't even know if either things are true, but he says he pays those people. So, he, so you know, of course they're not gonna object, I guess, but I also don't believe Kid Rock in the first place. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I just agree. I think he's, it, it's trash, it's gross. Like, no, that's not your word to use, dude. You're, yeah. you're, you're, you're disgusting. He's just- I mean, I can't even see like, a situation where straight people would use the word in a non I can't I, I just can't even yeah. think of a situation where uh, me, a yeah. and where mine would yeah, it's hard it. to it's hard to imagine Michigan yeah. it's 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 you know it's I take pride in Michigan being like a generally moderate reasonable Midwest state you know it's it's not Massachusetts it's not California but it's you know we've never had the death penalty uh, we never had the death penalty. Oh, yeah, we had Dr. Only... Kevorkian, right? We had Dr. Kevorkian. We have obviously Harvard of the Midwest, University of Michigan. So there's a lot of pride you can take from Michigan. But uh, Ted Nugent and Kid Rock, <laughs> we have yeah. two like degenerate white trash yeah. musicians, rocker. I mean, I and like I don't, I I still don't understand how Kid Rock is still like a household name when yeah, I've what has never he done? Heard one of his songs. Oh, well, you have in the, ba ba in the ba. 90s. Yeah, you have. Yeah, you did when you, you were have. a kid. You heard Bawa Taba. But, but he, not he, anything he, recent. No, not anything recent. Oh. I think he just, I think he just, um, my guess is that he just, you know, does like tr trashy festivals and, you know, yeah. low rent Who's shows. But I, I yeah. still, I can't imagine there's an audience for his music. I mean, the last time he, I think the last time he was, he charted, I would imagine it was when he sang that song with Cheryl, with Cheryl Crow. Crow. Thanks, yeah. Cheryl. Mm. Thanks a lot. Yeah, thank, thank you, Cheryl. All I want to <laughs> do is not it. have fun with that. <laughs> what would your aunt say? Brent, what would your Aunt Ramona say about something she heard on today's show? Even I've heard Boa Tadaba. <laughs> I, I had to Google the name of his big song, Rock's big song. And it is the fucking dumbest sounding song I've ever heard in my life. It and is. I just cannot believe he's famous. How does it go? go ahead, it goes ba with a ba da dang da dang diggy diggy yeah, up ding, to the boogie yeah, pop, okay. pop, That's the part I yeah. know. Yeah. I do yeah, we yeah. do it at haunting renditions. Yes, yes, that's the only place I know it's coming <laughs> up. Yeah. Um my aunt Joanne would say, until they work at Ben's deli. I'll tell Brooke and Andrea they have nothing to complain about. <laughs> <laughs> How about Aunt Anne? My Aunt Anne would say, I always leave a big tip. And if I'm feeling saucy, I might even suggest a nail polish color. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I All love right. Aunt Anne. And I love Aunt Joanne as well. Yeah, she's as, a as a friend. As a friend. She course, broke her knee. Friend. She broke her knee oh, recently. No. Yeah, oh, yeah. no. But she's undergoing surgery and should be okay. Oh, Aunt Anne, uh, my Aunt Anne just posted a Trump um, coming back to save the United States <laughs> meme. <laughs> okay, um, good. So, well, you know, we're all on our journeys. Mm -hmm. brother. All right. Well, thanks for listening. I'm Elliot Glazer. I am Brent Sullivan. And I am Brent Sullivan. Oh, you <laughs> jerk. I can't say any bad words. Elliot will get mad. <laughs> I see not true. backhand me.